Hello, today is Monday, March 7th. This is Pastor Caleb, and you're listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily Bible reading reflection on God's Word throughout the week as we seek to have a simple and steady diet of devotion together, looking forward to when we gather together as a church on Sunday. Uh, there are three elements of Simple Rhythms, read, pray, and sing. Uh, we are singing Here I Am to Worship by Chris Tomlin this week. Um, it just talks about the light of the world coming down into darkness. That's the first line of the song. We know that's Jesus, the light of the world who come down in darkness. And uh, in the in the old covenant, uh, we see what we're part of what we're reading this week is the lamps that are in the holy of holies, being a light, and uh, it signified the presence of God in the holy of holies in the temple. And now in the new covenant, Jesus being the new temple and the new light, uh, the new presence of God with us has come down into the darkness of the world. And now that we are his church, we are to be the light of the world as he has went back into heaven. So that's just a great song there connecting Leviticus with our role now as Christians in the church. The other elements of simple rhythms are reading and praying. And today we're going to read Leviticus chapter 23. And we're going to pray that we would honor the Lord with our calendars, that we would love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and calendars. And so Leviticus 23 um, is where God establishes with the people of Israel that they are to um, remember God's grace to them by having certain feasts, and certain days that they celebrate all throughout the year. Um, now, one of these is on a weekly basis. That's the Sabbath. And then the others are on uh, an annual basis. And so um, let's just kind of talk about these and, and uh, talk about what they were and then how we relate these principles now to New Covenant uh, thought. So verse 23, or chapter 23, verse 1, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, These are the appointed feasts of the Lord that you shall proclaim as holy convocations. They are my appointed feasts. So the first one is the Sabbath. And God said that six days they were to work, but on the seventh, uh, that is a Sabbath and a solemn rest, and they shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. So this goes back to God's own design of creation where he worked six days and then rested on the seventh. And even in the very beginning, God didn't need to rest, but he knew everything that was going to happen in the future. And so he went ahead and did that, setting a pattern for his followers, uh, even in how he did it in the beginning. Uh, in the Sabbath and the Old Covenant, the people worked and labored six days, longing for rest on the Sabbath. In the New Covenant, our week has changed. We no longer observe the Sabbath um, the book of Colossians says that, that we are not to observe Sabbaths, Sabbaths anymore. And so uh, that has, because it has been fulfilled, the book of Hebrews tells us, the Sabbath day has been fulfilled in Jesus. He is our new Sabbath rest. So in Leviticus, uh, they are to come and offer sacrifices in faith, and then they are to rest. And that, that shows that we are to rest in the grace of Jesus and offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. And how that changes our week is now the first day of the week, not the last, the first day of the week is the Lord's. So we go worship the Lord on Sunday, which is the resurrection day, the Lord's day. I don't believe it's become a Sabbath where we can't work on it, but it's the day in which the church gathers to worship because it's the, the inauguration of the new creation 
So we come and worship on the Lord's Day, and that propels us out to the rest of the week. So in the, in the Old Covenant, the pattern was, oh, longing, longing all week, looking toward rest. The New Covenant pattern is celebrate on the first day of the week, and that propels you uh, to, to, you know, like God giving you wings like eagles that was prophesied to be able to live life, resurrection life the rest of the week. So that's the Sabbath. They had that command that they were to honor, and that's how it was fulfilled in the New Testament. Then they had the Passover. So the Passover, the first month of the 14th day of the month at twilight, they were to uh, observe the Passover. And, and this was also accompanied with the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. And this is remembering how God saved them out of Egypt through uh, providing a lamb in the place of their firstborn son and brought judgment on all those who didn't trust in that promise, which was the Egyptians. And, and this is portrayed, uh, this is what they were to observe in the Old Covenant, and this is portrayed in fulfillment of Jesus. Uh, Jesus, he took his last supper on the Passover uh, during the Passover meal, uh, showing that he was the fulfillment of it. He is now the new lamb that if you trust in him and place the, door, the blood over the doorpost of your heart, God's judgment will pass over you like God's judgment passed over the firstborn son in Egypt. So they were to remember that every year. And so for us, if the Lord's Day is the new Sabbath for us, then the Lord's Supper is the new Passover meal for us. And so we, so we should observe the, the uh, Lord's Supper signifying that it is the, Jesus is the fulfillment of the Passover and it is the new covenant family meal, like the Passover was the old covenant family meal. The next is the Feast of First Fruits. So one of the things that God promised in the new uh, promised land they were going to inherit was that they would, have, uh, they would be plentiful in their bounty, in their harvest. But when they, are, when they did take their harvest, they were to have a feast unto the Lord to remember that He was the one that gave it to them. And they were to offer sacrifices, being thankful for their harvest, and give Him the first fruits. And so um, this shows that, that they recognize that, that He is the one that gave it to them. This shows that they recognize that none of it is theirs, that they are stewards of it, that they are to live in faith, knowing that He will provide, uh, even though they give Him a good portion. Um, and it also points to Jesus being the first fruits of a new creation. Uh, so, so just as they gave the first fruits of their harvest in the old covenant, Jesus is the first being resurrected from the dead, and he is the first fruits of all those who will be resurrected from the dead. And us in the new covenant now having faith in that, we should give God the first fruits of our time, of our talents, of our money in response to uh, what Jesus has done for us in being the first fruits of that new creation, um, and so we don't we don't have a, 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 a feast that's set up just like they did every year, but the principle still remains. And then they had the feast of weeks. This was another feast that came after the feast of the first fruits, seven weeks plus fifty days after the feast of the first fruits, um, to give another uh, portion of their bounty to the Lord for sacrifice and uh, and and then there's also a command at the end of this um, description of the feast to when you reap the harvest of your land not to glean the outside edges so that the poor uh, not not to harvest the outside edges so that the poor can come and glean um, what they need 
And so there's this, there's this again, honoring of all that God had given them, recognizing their stewards, recognizing that, that, they, that He's the one that provide, and in response, giving charity to those who are in need. And then you have the Feast of the Trumpets. And there's not much spoken of the Feast of the Trumpets, but the trumpets um, throughout the whole story of the Old Testament and the imagery in the New Testament show symbolization of the, the day of the Lord, the day that the Lord will return. Uh, you know, he'll return with a loud trumpet. And then the trumpet is, is a, an instrument that's always, always used to declare victory and to declare freedom for, from, for the captive. And so this is kind of a feast that seemingly symbolizes um, the freedom that they have in having Yahweh as their God and the freedom that he will continue to provide as long as they are faithful to him. And you have the Day of Atonement, which is what the whole Old Testament, the whole Pentateuch of the whole Old Testament is pointing to, and what we talked about in Leviticus 16 last week, um, where that pinnacle sacrificial day of where, the, where the, the one time where the sacrifice is made in the Holy of Holies throughout the year. And then you have the Feast of Booths. And the Feast of Booths can also be called the Feast of Tabernacles. And, and this was... A, a given to the people by God when they got into the promised land for them to... So that what they would do is they would get in tents and tabernacles just like they did when they were in the wilderness. So every year they were to do this, to have a feast around it, and to remember how God had brought them through the wilderness. And, and this is the ending of this section says uh, that all native Israelites shall dwell in booze during this feast and that your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booze when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And so, so they did this to remember how God was faithful to them in the wilderness and how God had rescued them out of slavery by His grace in Egypt. And, and so they, were, they, they did all these things in faith, knowing that God was the one that gave them a harvest. God was the one that gave them atonement on the Day of Atonement. God was the one who's going to liberate them from their captivity on the Feast of Trumpets. God is the one who saved them out of Egypt and, and helped them through the wilderness and the Feast of Booze. He's the one that provided the Passover lamb at the Passover. He's the one who provides their rest at the Sabbath. And so they do all these things in faith, not doing all these things trying to earn their favor with God, but in faith that He will provide, in faith that He has rescued them, in faith that He's going to provide atonement, in faith, faith that, that He is their liberator. Uh, and so they, they offer up their calendar and their resources uh, to, to declare we believe God is actually dwelling in the Holy of Holies. We believe that these sacrifices actually uh, cover our sins. And we believe that He is who He says He is and will do what He says He will do and that dwelling with Him in the promised land is the greatest gift we could ever have that points to our ultimate dwelling in the heavenly promised land with Him forever. And, and it's by that faith that they are justified in the same way that it's by our faith in Jesus that we are justified. And And out of that faith, they, they observed all these feasts throughout the year. And, and so it shows like God is serious about time. He is serious about your calendar. And so as New Covenant Christians, we're not called to observe the Feast of First Fruits or the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Weeks, but we are called to observe the Lord's Day every week, every Sunday. And that should, that should for the most part, be in, the, in, the, in, in worship with the covenant community that you're a member of. When you're out of town, you should still go to church on the Lord's Day and worship with God's people because it's still the Lord's Day, even if you're on vacation. Because uh, God's serious about your calendar. 
This means that you should not fill your calendar with things that hinder you from being able to serve in church and have time with your family and and, and you should balance it well for the glory of God and that you should fill it up with the first fruits of what God wants you to do before you fill it up with other things. Um, there's a lot of principles here for being faithful to God with your time, to, to offer your time as a living sacrifice to God. And I, I think we're prone to, uh, to neglect either time or money in our sacrifice to God. We can be a generous giver, but then we, we don't give our time as much as we give our money. Or we can be all about, all about going to church, all about serving in church, but we may not be a sacrificial giver. And, and God is serious about both. He, and ultimately, it stems from a heart of faith and love, not legalism. But a heart and faith and love should, should propel us to obedience and sacrifice with our time and with our money. And, and this chapter 23 shows that God was serious about the people's calendar uh, in the, in the ob- observations He set up in the Old Covenant. He's serious about it in the New Covenant with our worship on the Lord's Day, our personal and family devotions, and making sure that we steward our calendars well and give Him the best of it uh, for His glory in our lives. This has been Pastor Caleb, and you've been listening to Simple Rhythms.